T's and P's episode, Thoughts and Prayers. Um, let's hope that this goes through. <laughs> we actually recorded, uh, last week was Alexa Rally that kicked off, you know, this season, 11, which I cannot believe we are 11 seasons deep. This is insanity. But, um, you know, we recorded that before the break because we were like, you know what, let's go ahead and do it and we'll take an extra week off. So it's been three weeks <laughs> since we recorded, and apparently all of our stuff went to shit while we were gone. <laughs> like, it did. I can't get anything Between your laptop and my audio and then your audio, and oh, it was just a mess. And I was like, have, we've all forgotten how to do this in three weeks, <laughs> including our electronics. So Yes. Anyway. So hopefully it's all recording. I know. <laughs> this may be the episode that never airs. Just kidding. <laughs> So, yes, welcome, welcome. We have got a brand new book from Jalen Autumn, Finding Forever. She's brought us. We have all kinds of good stuff to tell you about her in just a little bit, but we're going to catch up some before then because it's been a hot second. It's been, been a, a minute. hot second. So, I'm like, what's I, all going on? I was going to say, what did you do during the break? Do you even remember what has happened in your life in the past three weeks? I, I guess I went to Jersey. Okay. For Peyton's birthday, he turned 13. Oh, I can't believe it. You have all teenagers in your house now. I do. It's so interesting because usually the dynamics have really switched in the house. It's really interesting. Like, you know how me and Peyton used to always be like hanging out and stuff? Mm -hmm. And now it's like me and Isabel. Like Peyton's in his room and stuff. And now it's always me and Isabel talking shit. And like she went to Europe. (laughs) She went for, to Europe for like 10 days. And I was like, when are you coming back here on board? <laughs> That's fun, though. It is fun, cause she, but she's distracting because she comes in my office. And before, it was like, we used to bicker. It's like she's out of that phase now. That's great. And she comes into my room, and I end up, I'm like, we've been talking for two hours. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I feel like but, I'm in a good stage with my daughter right now, too. And I don't know why, if it's just her going into middle school or what. But we've gotten to where we just enjoy doing things together. It's really fun, you know? So yeah, I don't I don't know if it's our age that she's just gotten older, but she is less argumentative. Mm-hmm. But we also both started therapy. So well, you know what? Good for you. That definitely could be it. But I have noticed we, we share some common trauma, so we'll talk mm-hmm. about that trauma together. Yeah. And I think maybe that also has made us closer. But let me tell you, I'm going to tell you a little story and you tell me what this means. Okay. Because okay. I was, when I was in Jersey, okay. Isabel stayed here because she was going to Europe like mm-hmm. three days later. So she didn't come with us. Yeah. So, um, Rob called, or I'm on my way and he's like, well, you know, the other day Isabel came in my room and she's like, Hey, I'm going to this party. And it was like Friday night. So I'm going to this party at this, um, old mansion. And he's like, okay. And we can track her on the app or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, and like, then he's like, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, and then she comes back like an hour later and she's like, go, the cops showed up and busted it up. And we got in trouble. It's technically trespassing. And he's like, what? 
And I was like, wait, Rob. You, I said, I know what you're, I think I know what you're going to say. But when you told me Isabel was going to an old mansion, I knew she was going to an abandoned house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you think that too? Yeah, I already like, knew. Yeah. Like, that is not what she said. I said, who says who, I'm going to oh, an, an old, old mansion? mansion? Here's the thing. Who the fuck did she know with an old mansion? You know, Why did you even call it that? What kind of what kind of middle school young high school kid is living up in an old mansion? First of all, I just, I'm like, <laughs> this is so an abandoned naive. house. This boarded up. There are no trespassing signs. The cops are waiting for kids to show up. Well, you know what? She goes to she gets invited to parties like every weekend, Friday and Saturday. I was like, I was like, to me, this is weird. I'm like, but we didn't have this many parties. And I hung out and drank and whatever in high school. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't remember there being this many parties. How are parents letting this happen or whatever? And she goes, I think it's because you guys didn't have social media. Yeah. So you couldn't communicate parties as easily. So we all know what's yeah. happening everywhere. I guess it, it maybe it travels like, faster. Oh. But I don't know. We have, we have parties every weekend. It was every, it was usually at my friend Heather Hooper's house because her mom worked third shift. Well, hers are always, well, hers are always like at different locations. I felt like mine was like, I had the same core 10 people mm-hmm. and we went to Courtney's house or my mom, our house because mm-hmm. my parents were out of town, but hers are like hopping from place to place <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Probably a lot of it is social media. I'm like, what the hell? And she's yeah. like, we got invited to one out in St. Joe. I was like, you're not driving 45 minutes in St. Joe? Get out of here. So she had a good time in Europe. Yeah, she had a great time. She was. She complained about uh, her sister a little bit, Oliver. Because yeah. I guess Oliver, ironically, lost his... I had to add Oliver, or my mom had to add uh, Isabel to Oliver's Life 360 so that Isabel could track Ollie's phone because he lost it twice. Isabel text was like, lost his his passport. He lost his train ticket. He lost his phone twice. Like, I'm going to murder him. No. Oh, and then, (laughs) so she had a great time. She said she was ready to come back. The end of the trip was wrong. And she calls me one night. And she had been, everything would have been short answers or whatever. And yeah. she calls me. Oh, she texts me and she goes in capital letters, I'm in Roma. And then my phone starts ringing. And I'm like, hello. She's like, what's up? <laughs> and I was like, so how much did you drink? <laughs> and she's, she's like, you'll never believe it. I ordered wine and nobody adds nothing. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's Europe. They don't care. Well, she's. She said only Rome was where they could do it. And they had to do it. They did it at the restaurant in the hotel yeah. or whatever. But mm-hmm. I was like, all right, are you in your room? Go to bed. She's like, I know we're done for the night. But yeah, <laughs> ironically, Oliver lost everything, but they lost Isabel's luggage on the way home. And we I still haven't found it. Nightmare. Still haven't found it? I oh, just my said, God. Yeah, I need to call them because I did the ticket stuff. And Oh, that's the worst. You know, my parents were recently, they went to Scotland and when they were coming back, it was the same thing. Like their flight got canceled on the way back. Then they couldn't have their luggage and then their luggage went to a different place. And my dad went to Scotland to golf and he was like, he had his golf clubs and they couldn't find them. Then he had them. It was, it was a fiasco. Did they get everything back eventually? Eventually. Yes, they did. Yeah. Okay. Cause she was like, 
she was freaking out. I was like, Isabel, everything you technically need is on you. Everything mm. else can be replaced because their flight got canceled too. They had to spend the night. They did too. They had in to Newark. Stay the, they had to stay the night in Newark. That's exactly. And then it. the next flight that they could get them on was at nine p.m. the next day. Oh, and then sucks. it got delayed, and I didn't get to pick her up till five thirty in the morning. That sucks. That's the nuts. worst. Ugh. Ugh. Well, when we were on break, I went to the beach with my family, and it was really nice. It was a great break. Um, I got to talk to my my oldest niece a lot. She is she went through her first big breakup. And uh, and I'm like, I I felt so bad, but I remember, you know, what that heartache was like. So it was Mm -hmm. nice to kind of have some, some one-on-one talks with her and stuff. And it it was just a good time. So we spent that, that was really the only thing I did on the break other than doing book boxes. (laughs) I think that was it. Cause it was like, I'm serious. The second I got back, I was like, all right, let's get to work, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. How did you pack them all? Like, you got them packed. So, like, my thinking about you doing them makes my back hurt. <laughs> it was, it sucked. But this year, I actually, because I did it on the floor in my living room last year, I actually, like, barricaded the room off, and then I put down sheets, and then I put everything on top of it. So, it was mm-hmm. all, like, clean. And then I just sat down and, like, kind of did it that way. But this year, I was like, I can't lean over like that all day again Mm -hmm. so I actually put tables in my office so it was like higher up but I had folded all the boxes before I left because I was like I'm not going to stuff the boxes because I'm going to have to stuff them and then restuff them when I get the books so Mm -hmm. I was like I'm not going to do this twice so all I did was fold the boxes and I had packaged everything so like in the box there was one container that had like three pieces of jewelry well all the jewelry is like individually wrapped so like I had to like take that out of the thing put it in the container put like the confetti stuff with it close that up and then there was the keychain where it was like the wallet the little flashlight and the kitty cat ears that were like the bludgeoning instrument so like all those were individually wrapped so I had to unwrap all of those and connect those up And then there was like a headband and the hair towel with the bracelets around it. All those were individually wrapped. I had to unwrap all of those four things and bundle them. So all of that stuff I did way in advance, like a couple months ago, because I've had everything since like. Yeah, you've had a lot of stuff. Like since maybe like March, I've had all the stuff. So I have not seen more comments than people saying, oh my God, I cannot believe how much stuff is in your box. Yeah. I think people were initially like shocked at the price, but then once they yeah. seen everything that was in it, yeah. they were like, oh, okay. See, but so I think it's loaded. It was calculated in a way because it was like, okay, if you want this, if you don't give a shit what's in this box and you will buy it no matter what, this is the kind of thing that's for you because we just put that picture out there. With like you could kind of see some of the items, we just because we the want it to be a surprise. There. But we yeah. promise you, we we are calculating things so it's not an over gal. Yeah, I yeah. swear, <laughs> we're just making a little bit of profit to pay for these audiobooks. Guys. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I said on I think on one of the videos. So like, if you are like diehard read me romance, you want the box, you know it's going to be good, you trust it. So this is how we did it. We didn't share any videos, any extra pictures. 
We just put up one picture and said the box is live. So that way the people who want it, no matter what, they're going to instant one click. They can do it and they can get their box. And the people who are like, oh, I don't know, let me just wait and see what people say. That's when I put the video up, like maybe two days later, I put the mm -hmm. video up that showed what was inside it. And then, then they went, that was it. Then they, it they was were like all as gone. soon as people saw what was in the box, they were like, oh shit. But, you know, somebody had made a comment on one of the posts in Read Me Romance. They were like, I'm so glad that you doubled what you did last year because the people who really wanted it, it didn't sell out in like 15 minutes like last mm -hmm. year, you know? And I was like, yeah. I said, I felt like shit that, you know. I had somebody that was like, I'm staying up till midnight or something. I'm really? like, like Please that. Don't. And I was just like, all, I'm going to message you, okay? You're really that diehard. I'm going to send you a message when I post it. <laughs> it was so sweet. So, but it was, you know, it did. They all went like super fast after that, but I get it. Like I would have a hard time committing to a box like that if I didn't love the people that were doing it or trust the people that were doing it, that were going to do a good box. Yeah. And so I think it turned out fantastic. I ha And everybody's saying, I've gotten, I've got a really nice email earlier. I should read it at some point um, from a lady listener who was just like, went through all the items and was like, I like this because of this and this because this, and she was just so nice about it. But, um, but yeah, like, so after I, um, box, I, did, I folded the boxes and I got everything ready and then we just waited on the books and then I got 500 books. I got 500 of the same book. That was the, mm -hmm. that was the initial problem is that I got all the boxes and we were like, yeah, it's great. Let's put it up. It's live. Let's go. And then I start opening and I'm like, oh shit, no, we've got a problem. And the printer sent us 250 of the wrong book. Yeah. So, so we had to reorder a yeah. bunch or get them to reprocess. Yeah. So we had to get them to reprocess and, you know, good for them. They did it really quickly and much quicker than I thought they would. So we got, as soon as we got the other ones, you know, I came back from the beach and I was like, I think it was the next day they arrived. And so it was like, okay, it's on now. And so I had like everything set up in here and it was just like an assembly line. And I had, a, you know, one of our friends came in from out of town and he was like, can I help you do this? And I was like, I really don't know that I would trust anybody else to do it, you know, because yeah. it's one of those things, too, where if something's missing or if like something's not right, I want it to be my fault. I don't want it to be because of somebody else's oversight. Yeah. I'd rather just it be me and take responsibility for it than, yeah. you know, chance and somebody just forgot to put a pen in there, you know, or whatever. So. I don't know. I could have easily done the same thing. I, I may have inadvertently put two of the same book in a box. So if you're hearing this and that happened to you, just email me. I'll fix it. <laughs> but if you guys didn't get the box, you can still get the paperbacks along yeah, the website. Yeah, I know. And we posted that up too. And that went like crazy. I was shocked at how many people went and bought the first two again, like from last season, volume one and two. I was shocked when people bought the book box, they bought those at the same time. And I was just like, I wasn't prepared for that. I just was prepared <laughs> for the book box. I was like, um, no, you're gonna have to order some more books. But, yeah. um, so yeah, so those are all up on the website. Volumes one for one, three, four are on there. You can get a discount if you buy all four of them, or you can get volumes one and two or three and four separately, depending on your persuasion. So yeah. But and they I mean, all matchy match like to a pink or to a yellow. Yeah, yeah. And they're really pretty. And I loved how in the book boxes, if you got one, if you notice when you open it up, both of the prints were in the bottom of the box and they're side by side, and it makes a really pretty part. They're so cute. Mm -hmm. 
But, you know, thank you all. If you bought a book box or you bought prints on the site, thank you so much. Um, and I said it on the video I made with the stuff inside. A hundred percent of what we get goes back into the podcast and it continues yeah. to make free audio books for you guys. So, you know, we try to only do this once a year when we take your money. We're like NPR where we do like the big <laughs> drop one time a year. We're like, please give us your money. But it's like it funds the whole rest of the year usually. So, you know, that part's good. I don't know. It's been so long since we recorded that I wanted to ask if you read anything good over the break. I don't I, know if we talked about it the last time that we were on the pot. It's like I said, it's been three weeks since we recorded. So I don't know I don't if we know. mentioned it, but the last one of the last books that I was listening to before the break was Lush Money by mm -hmm. Angelina M. Lopez. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck that book was so good what like was I was shocked at how good it was because the the premise isn't exactly what I would have picked up but I listened to Angelina M. Lopez was on the podcast mm -hmm. so she had like this quick dirty book and I was like oh, okay I'm just gonna listen through and see how it is and she got me like she hooked me immediately because it was a great twist so our podcast book that week um Oh my gosh, I've like blanked on the name. But anyways, just go back like three weeks and it's there. But it's Angelina M. Lopez, Touch Me. That was it. So it's about like this like CEO woman and she's getting a massage and, you know, it ends up being like this famous actor that's one of her clients and she's like, oh my God, like my husband's going to kill me, but this feels so good. And then he's like, he, he gets into it and it's like so dirty. And I'm the whole time thinking, I should not like this. Oh my God, I should not like this. I like safe books now. But it gets to the end, and spoiler, it's her husband, actually, that mm -hmm. is the actor. So it ends up being okay, but, like, the whole time I listened, I'm like, holy fuck, this is hot. So I was like, I've got to listen to something. And Carrie, um, who is one of our admins for Read Me Romance, she messaged, and she was like, you've got to listen to Lush Money. She was like, listen to the audio. It's so fucking hot. And she was right. So good. So the premise is about this woman is ultra-rich. And she's like a billionaire and she wants a baby. And so she hires out this guy who's called the Golden Prince because he's so hot and, you know, whatever. And um, she's like, she basically wants to pay for his mm -hmm. kingdom that's in, like, it's uh, destitute. Like, their kingdom's bankrupt. And she's basically like, I'll give you the money to save your kingdom, but you're going to stud out for me. So, and so, like, there, and he doesn't want to do it, but he's like, God, she's so fucking hot. I hate it, but I don't want to do this. Like, I'm not, you know, whatever. So, their first encounter, like, he's just, like, so mad that he has to do this to save his kingdom that he's going to fuck her. And he just sits there and, like, doesn't look at her. He's got, like, his baseball cap on. He's basically, like, fully dressed, but his hat's pulled down, and he, like, won't look at her. And she just gets on and just rides his dick. And it's just this hate fuck. And it is so hot. I was just oh, like, shit. oh, my God, this is good. But it, like, as it goes, like, he really turns the table on it. Because I don't really like a woman in a position of power. And my romance is like, that's not something I'm mm -hmm. gen genuinely after or generally after. But in this instance, she really was able to like twist it and make it just so, so good. And there's this one part where he like fucks her in this greenhouse 
and she's in this white dress and he's like a farmer he deals with like um like wine and um like growing grapes and stuff he's like out in the field and stuff and she's got like this pretty white dress on and he's like i'm gonna dirty you up and oh, and he's shit. like and it's like a hate fuck again he's like mad at her because he's because she's making him do this like they had these appointments it's three times a month that they have to do this and he's mm-hmm. mad that he has to do it but he keeps doing it because he can't stop because she's so hot <laughs> I love it. I know. It's so good. So, yeah, it's called Lush Money by Angelina M. Lopez. It's a whole series. I went down a rabbit hole after that, after our podcast week. And then I had so many lady listeners email about Angelina M. Lopez and Ophelia Martinez. They were the last mm-hmm. two we had of the season that were just like, oh, my God, I'm down a rabbit hole. It's like, me too. Me too. <laughs> I like love it. when you fall down a rabbit oh hole. My God, There's nothing. The but- best. And then an author has a bunch of books, and it's just like one after another. Yes. Check, 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 check. Oh, my God. It's so good. So, yeah. That, that's where I was during the break, too. I was in a rabbit hole in, with both of them, and they were fantastic. Can't recommend them enough. So did you read anything good over break? Have you read anything lately? Not that's like crazy. I went back through my Kindle and I seen I pulled up some stuff that I reread. I reread a series. Oh, I love a good reread. You know, I've got I've been waiting all year, and I've got three of my most anticipated books. One of them in the past three years, I've been waiting on. All three of them come out at the end of this month. It's like in the oh, same shit. fucking. Doesn't that always happen like that? Yeah. Like I go through the longest dry spell. And then uh, I go down this Angelina M. Lopez hole and this Ophelia Martinez hole. And now I'm like, oh, my God, all these books are coming. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited about that. So what did you reread? I reread, pull back up. I reread the Bully Animal series by Sam Crescent. I usually read that like once a year for some reason. And I like Love her. a good Sam Crescent. And her breed series, bread series, Mm -hmm. I reread that Mm -hmm. series as well. Oh, my God. There was a lady on TikTok that tagged us. I should pull up her name. She's so funny. She said, this TikTok is for Alexa Riley and Alexa Riley only. She said, I'm in an airport and no one has stopped me. (laughs) She said, she she had flight risk tagged on the thing. She had a picture of the book. She was like, no owner of the airport has stopped to take me to Paris. You know what's so (laughs) weird? Is my husband brought that up sometimes in the past few. He was like, remember when you wrote that book about the security guy that we saw in Germany? And I was like, yes. I was like. He must have been in trouble or something. He was like working the ticket window area. Like, I'm like, what is that guy doing here? <laughs> like, he was so out of place. Know, he was like, not. Be- his abilities were not being used to the best of them. Let's we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just there to intimidate. I yeah, guess it works. <laughs> he's like, it ticket works. please, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be like, passport, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You got anything on you? <laughs> You're like, yeah, this bomb ass pussy. <laughs> Come get it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Jalen Autumn before we get too wrapped up in our stuff. I'll read you her author bio. Jalen Autumn is a part time writer who dreams the day when she can become a full time writer. She's a lifelong bookworm. She's a reader, a writer, and an advocate. She's passionate about a social justice education reform, and special education service equity. She is married to her game changer, the man who showed her that being made a priority and treated with respect should be the standard, not the exception. 
They have one daughter who is sassy, bossy, opinionated, and keeps them on their toes. Jalen Autumn thinks coffee is magic liquid that brings her to life most mornings. Pizza and tacos should be their own food group. Late nights are always better than early mornings. Houseplants are a waste of space and will always be forgotten about and die. And that poodles and poodle mixes are the best pets. She's a huge fan of snark, sarcasm, and happily ever afters in real life and in books. Damn. That's a fantastic book bio. 100%. 10 out of 10, Jalen. She's like education reform. I know. Yes. It reminds me of a shirt I have. I have a shirt that people always ask me about. It says, educate, not incarcerate. Yes. I love that. All right, so the book she brought us this week is called Finding Forever, and um, that is kind of a long book bio. We ran a little bit over, so I won't read all of that so we can get everything on here. But the opening of it says, be my fake boyfriend for 10 minutes, please. Those eight words haunt me. And I was like, that's That's, a, that's a good that's catcher. Enough. I was like, that that's is enough. all you need. You could just have that as your blurb, and I'm in it. <laughs> be my fake boyfriend for 10 minutes. I have so many, like, not even listened to this audiobook yet. I have so many ideas. So many ideas. Yes. Based on that (laughs) one, it's such a good opening. That's Mm -hmm. fantastic. She has a free book right now called Jenna's Monsters. You can get it in, uh, it's the prequel of the Woodland Woodland Lake series. You can get it on her website. We've had the link, all of it in the show notes, but that one's called Jenna's Monster. That's free right now. Or that one's always free. She also has a free novella that's exclusive to her newsletter every month. Um, right now, it's called Rumors. Um, it's a best friends to lovers single dad romance. And again, we'll have the link to her newsletter and everything down below. And you can go click on that and get Rumors right now. She is doing a giveaway this week of a signed paperback of Choosing Forever. And it's in the Forever series collection, which the book you're about to listen to, Finding Forever, is in that. So she has the brand new book, Choosing Forever, comes this Friday, the 19th, yes. Part of the Forever series. You got Resisting Forever, Chasing Forever, Finding Forever is what you're listening to now. And then Choosing Forever is going to be live this Friday. All of those, it looks like they're standalones with each book. This got a couple's name on each of them. And it like labels it all out, which I love on there too. So it's Choosing Forever in the Forever collection. So make sure you go check all that good stuff out. It'll all be on her page on the Romance website, and it will also be in the show notes. Yep. So if you're driving, just remember to go to readmeromance.com, and you'll be able to see everything on there, or check out our social media, um, readmeromance on um, Facebook and Instagram, and you can also find it in our um, Read Me Romance headquarters in our Facebook group. We're going to post everything in there, too. We'll have the links to listen, and then stuff we talked about today. So, All right. All right. Let's send them into the first installment of Finding Forever. See you guys on the other side. All right. This is Finding Forever, Forever Series Book 3, Roger and Lily, written by J. Lynn Autumn, narrated by Blake Lockhart. Chapter 1. Roger. My favorite part about being single by choice was that I didn't have to do anything I didn't want to do. I'd planned to come to this concert with a few friends, but one bailed because his girlfriend didn't want him coming to the city without her. Another was home taking care of sick kids. The third was stuck at a co-ed baby shower for his girlfriend's co-worker, someone he had never met and that his girlfriend complained about all the time. 
That sounded like a nightmare. After my last long-term relationship ended about six years ago, I decided I didn't want that again. I wanted to go where I wanted, do what I wanted, and not have to ask someone else before I made plans. I hadn't heard of Cascade until their lead singer took a maternity leave break, and my best friend Brooke started listening to them nonstop. The temporary replacement was her cousin's girlfriend. Small towns were weird. Everyone knew everyone. Every once in a while, something incredibly unexpected happened like a small-town sweetheart touring with a band for six months. When I saw they were playing on a Saturday night two hours from me, I grabbed tickets. While sipping beer at the bar waiting for the band to take the stage, a girl I'd never seen before grabbed my arm and snuggled in next to me. She whispered, Be my fake boyfriend for ten minutes, please. I glanced behind her and saw a guy approaching who gave me the creeps so I was pretty sure her trembling had more to do with him than getting up the courage to approach a complete stranger and ask him to be her boyfriend. I whispered, Stranger, first date from hell or an ex? My friend stood me up and bailed on the concert tonight. He approached me a few times. He won't go away. I've been dodging him and ignoring him for an hour. I got the bartender's attention and ordered a drink for my gorgeous, fake girlfriend. Do you want the same thing? He asked. We both nodded yes. I set cash on the bar. She tried to decline. No, I should buy since you're saving me. She reached for her wallet. Absolutely not. The bartender slid us each a refill on our previous drinks. A pale ale for me and a club soda with a twist for her. What's your name, sweetheart? Your real one would be nice, but you can give me a fake one. I just need something to call you when he's here in ten seconds. Lily, I'm Roger, and that's all the time we have for introductions. Right as Mr. Creep, who won't go away, approached us, I placed my hand on the small of her back and leaned forward. Her breath hitched, and her lips slightly parted from surprise. I placed my mouth close to her ear. Can I? She nodded and slightly turned her head, easing into the kiss. My intent was a brief, innocent kiss that conveyed that she was mine, at least for the next ten minutes. I didn't expect to feel a spark. Yes, a spark, like in those lame romance movies my mom and sisters watched every Saturday night. I'm sure if we had both been standing, she would have experienced the ever-sought-after foot pop or some shit like that. I also didn't expect her to be the one who deepened the kiss to bruising pressure as she slid her tongue into my mouth. I followed her lead because this was the best first kiss I'd experienced, and I didn't want to stop. She slowly pulled back. Oh, um, so that just happened and was incredible. She placed her dainty fingers against her lips. And now I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do, so I'm just going to go, uh, because you agreed to be my fake boyfriend to save me from the creep. He's gone, so I feel better watching the concert alone. I slid my hand from the small of her back to her hip to stop her. Stay. Be my fake girlfriend for the rest of the night. Let's see what happens. By the end of the third song, 
My hand was no longer on her hip or the small of her back. It was resting on her ass. My other arm was over her shoulder, holding her against me, so her back rested against my chest. The downside to meeting her at a concert was that it was impossible to get to know her. While I didn't want the concert to end because I knew it could be the end of us, part of me wanted the band to cut their set short and get off the stage so I had time to talk to her and figure out if what I was feeling was one-sided or not. I was pretty sure her ass grinding against me and her hand brushing across the front of my jeans wasn't just her natural response to music. But I'd never been the guy who assumed. The only way to know if I had the go-ahead was to ask. When she turned her head to look at me during a ballad, I leaned forward. Can I kiss you again, for real this time? I wondered when you were going to. I pressed my lips to hers, which immediately parted, allowing our tongues to tangle. We spent the last three songs being that annoying couple, kissing and dry-humping on the dance floor. After the concert, I debated asking her to join me in my hotel room across the street. I was unsure if it was too much. Instead, I offered to walk her to her car as we left the bar. I didn't drive. I need to arrange a rideshare or cab. Unless... She nibbled on her bottom lip before she repeated. Unless, um, do you want to... That was all the invitation I needed. Since I live a couple hours away, I have a hotel room across the street. Want to stay with me tonight? Yes, I want to stay with you. She stepped closer to me until our toes touched, and she slightly raised on tiptoes to kiss me. My left arm wrapped around Lily's waist and guided her in flush against me as my right hand inched up her back to her neck, then tangled into her waist-length auburn locks. At five feet four inches, I was used to being short compared to everyone in my life. I'd never been close to three inches taller than the woman I was kissing, and I loved it. Lily, if that was really her name, was petite yet curvy with wide hips and thick thighs. She was perfect. Some guys liked big boobs. I was an ass hip and thigh man. Give me something thick to sink my fingers into when I'm worshipping a woman's body. Her hands snaked around my waist and up my back, under my leather jacket. Then her nails scratched down my back as she ground her hips into me. Hotel, please, now, she whispered after sliding her tongue out of my mouth. I dropped my arm over her shoulder and led her to the hotel. As we rode the elevator to my floor, she pulled her phone out of her pocket and sent a text message. She looked up at me. Texting my roommate. Don't need her freaking out if I don't come home tonight. While her phone was unlocked, I pressed the camera icon and flipped it to selfie mode. I snapped a photo of us. Send it to your roommate with my phone number. She handed me her phone. Put your number in the message. I added our room number and hotel, too. Lily looked at the message before sending it. You're surprising, in a good way. No one has ever made sure I sent information to a friend. I have two younger sisters, and taught them to always be sure someone knows where they are. My big brother role isn't to tell them sex with a stranger is wrong, 
or not to have sex the first night you meet someone. Sex isn't something to be ashamed of, but it needs to be safe. I held the door open for Lily and watched as she slowly walked to the middle of the room. She didn't have to tell me for me to know she was nervous. While I wanted to peel her clothes off, throw her onto the bed, and dive between her legs, I knew I needed to give her time and make sure she was comfortable. Chapter 2 Lily Tonight had taken an unexpected turn. I was supposed to meet two friends at the concert, but they bailed after I was already at the bar. I wasn't missing the show, so I stayed. I'd been listening to Cascade for years, since back when they independently released songs on streaming platforms. They signed to a small label last year, and as soon as their tour was announced, I grabbed tickets. Technically, they were opening for another band, but I bought the tickets to see them. I was a little worried when they announced Ashley Grace was taking over as lead singer for the summer leg of the tour. After watching her on their vlog and hearing her on a few live streams on their website, I not-so-secretly hoped this temporary arrangement became permanent. She was completely unknown and didn't even have a social media account to stalk. I wasn't sure how she landed this role, but she was phenomenal. Rock bands with female lead singers were my favorite. I blamed it on Mom's love of Hailstorm. The only thing Mom and I had in common was our taste in music. I always said I'd never have a one-night stand. I wouldn't be the person who met a stranger, crawled into the back seat of his car, and never saw him again. That would be Mom's story, not mine. Except, here I was, standing in the middle of a stranger's hotel room. I should have had second thoughts, or contemplated turning and running to the door. As soon as he kissed me at the bar, I knew I wanted to crawl into his bed. Roger, if that was his real name, set a t-shirt and pair of sweats on the table for me. You can keep them if you don't want to wear your dress home tomorrow. A short red dress that barely covered my ass, leather jacket and black converse, would scream one night stand when I got back to my place. Thanks. I shrugged out of my jacket and dropped it on the chair by the dresser as I kicked off my shoes. Then I pulled my dress over my head and added it to the pile. I should have done a sexy strip tease or something. Or maybe I should have let him undress me. I didn't know how this worked. All my previous sexual experiences were in relationships. Heat rose from the small of my back to my neck, and tingles ran down my side. I didn't have to look to know he was staring at me. As soon as I turned around, his eyes met mine. It was impossible not to notice his lips part while he rapidly blinked. You're gorgeous. No one had ever told me that. I was short and curvy from the waist down with barely anything on top. Mine wasn't the typical body type most men craved. Add to it that I was a total nerd, preferring video games and books to people, and I wasn't the person anyone noticed. I'd dated a bit in high school, always the smart, shy, quiet guys, the ones who could barely make eye contact when they asked me out. In college, it wasn't much different. Both my ex-boyfriends fell into the quiet nerd category. I knew Roger was older than me, 
I guess he was in his late 20s, possibly even early 30s. He was likely a bit of a nerd, but he was also covered in ink. Something I'd always wanted, but had never had the nerve or money to do. His forearms were muscular, but the rest of him didn't match the description of someone who spent time in the gym. He was fit, but not athletic. I guess you'd say he was average. There was nothing average about the way I felt when his hands and lips were on me, though. I'd be lying to myself if I said I only wanted tonight. But I doubted he'd want me again, so I was going to own tonight and make sure it was an experience I'd always remember. When I didn't respond, he crossed the room, then wrapped one arm around my waist as the other brushed my hair from in front of my shoulder to the back. His fingers wandered up my neck to the base of my skull. Punctuating each word with a kiss on my neck, he repeated, You are gorgeous. I'm not sure where the confidence came from, but as soon as his hands and lips were on me, I reached for his waistband and undid his belt. Without breaking the kiss, I pushed his jeans down until he could step out of them. Then I unbuttoned his shirt, starting at the bottom and working my way to the top. The only time his hands left my body was to slide out of the shirt. We left a trail of his clothes and my matching lace bra and thong set across the room as we made our way to the bed. Condom? I asked as I pulled back. There was no way I was continuing without one. Didn't matter that I'd had an implant since I was 16. Even when my partner was a virgin, I'd required one. Maybe it was the whole raised by a teenage mom thing. She'd thought the pill was enough, but ended up pregnant at 16, a mom at 17, and no clue who my dad was until the third paternity test. She didn't give me some fake bullshit that sex was only meant for marriage and the purity speech most of my friends got since I grew up deep in the Bible belt. Instead, she told me to always use the pill or something else and a condom for him. I already set them on the nightstand. Roger's voice was husky and filled with desire. Something I'd read about in books and seen in movies, but had never experienced. His hands massaged my ass as he trailed kisses down my neck and chest before taking my nipple into his mouth and sucking. I yelped when he gently bit. Too much? I shook my head. Not at all, just unexpected. His kisses were deeper and longer than I'd ever experienced. His foreplay was rougher. I loved it. I didn't realize it's something I'd not only enjoy, but crave. There were five condoms on the nightstand, and if he was up for it, we were using all of them before we left tomorrow. I wanted to experience everything with him. I shut off the inner voice, screaming, I'm going to marry this man one day, because she still believed life was a fairy tale that ended in happily ever after. Everything we'd seen proved otherwise, but she still hoped for a knight in shining armor to come riding in and save us. Life wasn't a fairy tale and it wasn't a romance movie. The only person giving me a happily ever after was me. 
My happily ever after wasn't a marriage and kids. It was a career I loved, a steady paycheck, and a home to live in. That was what I was working my ass off for. Relationships were temporary ways to have fun, not the end goal. Get on the bed, sweetheart, he commanded. As I crawled onto the bed, he swatted my ass. I'm not sure if it was the physical sensation or the sound that startled me, but whatever it was, I loved it, and my body reacted. Do that again, I requested as I slowly licked my lower lip. You like it rough, sweetheart? He asked with a wink as he smacked my ass again. I shrugged my shoulders. I'm not sure. He climbed onto the four-post bed and kneeled at the end. I'm the first one to spank you. I nodded as I turned around and crawled toward him. But not your first. His eyes widened as he asked the question. No, not my first. You're just more intense than others. They've been so slow and sweet. He grabbed the back of my neck and pulled me toward him. Just checking. I don't want to hurt you. Nothing about sex with me is slow and sweet, unless you ask for that. I'll give that to you, but it's not my usual preference. I'm a firm believer both people should get what works for them. What works for you? I dropped my eyes from his and nipped my lower lip with my teeth. This was so embarrassing. I didn't want to admit it. His hand was still on the back of my neck as he guided me closer to him. His breath trailed down my neck when he whispered, Tell me. My vibrator and a dirty romance book. He placed his forehead on mine. Have you never orgasmed during sex? I shook my head. When I've enjoyed something, I've said, don't stop or keep doing that. And they always change what they're doing, and I lose it. By that point, I'm frustrated and just want to be done, so I fake. My vibrator never disappoints. He growled against my neck. Neither do I. Prove it. Chapter 3 Roger No one wants to think about their partner's prior partners while in bed. Finding out Lily's previous experiences had been less than stellar, sending her home to take care of her needs with her vibrator, made me want to make tonight one she'd always remember. I only had five condoms with me, and I hoped that would be enough, because I was a man on a mission to be sure she had a memorable experience. I'd already arranged late checkout when I got here, so we had the room until the middle of the afternoon. There was a 24-hour liquor store on the corner. I could go there if we needed more. Or, if all else failed, my buddy lived two blocks away. I'd raid his bathroom cabinet. She wasn't leaving this room until she'd had multiple orgasms in multiple positions without faking. I'd never understood why women faked. If it wasn't working, it wasn't working. Anyone who had an issue with that was an asshole. The only way sex was fun was if both people got their needs and desires met. 
I loved when women were confident in bed and told me what they wanted, instead of treating it like some guessing game. Lily didn't know what worked for her in bed, but she obviously knew what didn't, so I needed to start there. Lay back on the pillow, sweetheart. My dick was already hard, but turned to solid granite when she instantly obeyed. He was going to have to wait a bit to get in on this action tonight. I didn't need to ask to know the answer, but I asked anyway. Have you only had missionary? Lily hid her face in her hands. I curled onto my side next to her and pulled her hands down. I gently kissed her and ran my thumbs along her crimson cheekbones. You not getting off says everything about your partner, not you. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. From that response, I know the answer. She nodded. And oral, but the one who tried it was awful at it. I don't know what he was doing down there, but it did nothing for me. I removed my hand from her cheek and placed it on her knee. We needed to get her back to the woman who was on a mission to get into bed tonight. The woman who kissed me so passionately while she undressed me. I almost embarrassed myself and came down the inside of my boxer briefs. I gently pressed her thighs apart. Taking her lips with mine, I parted her lips with my tongue. She eagerly responded the way she had every time I'd had my lips on hers tonight. I worked my hand up the inside of her thigh before tracing two fingers up her slit. She was drenched. That was good. I had a feeling no one had ever made sure she was ready before. She squirmed slightly. At first, I thought she was telling me to stop. But then I realized she was trying to line my fingers up against her clit. You can ask or tell me. It's fucking sexy when women ask for something. Is there something specific you want? Your fingers inside me? and your mouth on my clit. As soon as the words spilled out, her eyes widened and she covered her mouth with her hands. It was like she hadn't intended to say the words aloud. If my girl wanted my face between her legs, her clit in my mouth, and my fingers inside of her, that's exactly what she was going to get. Stay bossy. It's sexy. I normally like being in charge, but... Tonight, tell me exactly what you want me to do. I'll do it. I have no limits. Using both hands, I spread her thighs apart further and dove into the position she'd requested. Part of me thought I should ease her into it, but she needed an enjoyable experience, and if I could get her off quickly, I wanted to, because my mission was as many orgasms as possible. I licked the wetness that had pooled and sucked each fold while my fingers massaged her inner walls. I flicked my tongue across her clit, teasing her a bit, before taking it between my lips. From the sound she was making, her hips bucking into my face and her hands gripping the back of my head, I knew what I was doing was working, so I kept going. No way was I going to risk switching to something that didn't for her. When her legs shook 
and her walls tightened around my fingers, I pushed a little further in and hit the spot that caused her to scream out my name. Roger, more, keep doing that. The only thing I changed was instead of my free hand massaging her ass cheek, I moved it to her chest and alternated between her breasts, massaging them and pinching her nipples. My hands were small since they matched my frame. I preferred boobs on the smaller side, which was the opposite of most of my friends. Most women I knew were self-conscious about their breasts if they weren't a full C or larger. No thank you. Give me an A or B cup any day, and I was a happy man. Lily's boobs were fucking perfect. A perky, firm handful. Exactly how I liked them. She was every one of my fantasies in one. This woman was made for me. I was pretty sure we had both walked in tonight expecting one night, but I wanted more. There was no way one night would be enough. After the second orgasm crashed, Lily's hands moved from the back of my neck to cover my ears, and she pulled me up to her mouth. Hi, she let out breathlessly. You doing okay? That was incredible. Nothing has ever felt like that. Mission accomplished. That was my goal. She reached her hand out and wrapped it around my thick cock. I'm not very good at this, she admitted shyly while working up and down. I was certain as soon as her lips wrapped around me I'd explode. No matter how much I wanted to know what her lips felt like and experience that, I couldn't, at least not yet. As I reached toward the nightstand, I shook my head. Not yet, later or tomorrow, or we can save it for another time. She took the condom from me and rolled it down my shaft. You sure? I'm sure. There was no way I was going to come prematurely like some horny high school virgin. Nope, that wasn't happening. Let's keep this fantasy experience going. What position do you want? Anything but missionary. She quickly gathered her auburn hair and used the thin elastic band from her wrist to secure it into a ponytail. Hope you don't mind. It's hot and my hair is sweaty. There were benefits to the ponytail. I wrapped it around my wrist and hand before gripping the base in my fist. Can I pull it? Her eyes widened and glistened the same way they had when the band had taken the stage tonight. She was excited. Yes. What's the best position to smack my ass and pull my hair? My dick would not be silent anymore. It thumped against her thigh. She giggled and ran her fingertip across the head. I think you like this idea. I released her ponytail and pointed to the center of the bed. Get on your knees in the center of the bed and support yourself on your forearms. She instantly obeyed, and I couldn't contain the growl. Growl again? I want to hear that. Fuck, this woman was going to be the end of me. Keep using your voice. Tell me what works, doesn't work, and what you want. She looked over her shoulder at me. I want your cock inside of me now. 
I want you to smack my ass and pull my hair while you fuck me. Something about her had changed from the shy girl on the street who timidly hinted at wanting to come with me tonight to a wild and uninhibited woman demanding exactly what she wanted, when and for how long. It was fucking sexy as hell. I positioned behind her and massaged her ass before smacking it. Then I wrapped her ponytail around my hand, leaving enough slack so I could pull it without hurting her. My cock teased her as the tip hit her clit. She tried to scoot back slightly to guide me into her, but I placed my free hand on her hip to stop her. I was enjoying teasing her. Get inside me now and fuck me, she commanded. Only shit. I'd never realized being bossed around in the bedroom could be such a turn-on. I was usually the one in charge. This shift was incredible, especially knowing she'd never gotten what she needed before. My self-control was lost. I pushed into her, then pulled back before pushing in again. Each time I slid in, I went further. My fingers dug into her thighs as I guided her movements to be in sync with mine. Faster, she requested. I let her be in control for the rest of the night. When she wanted faster, she got faster. When she wanted harder, she got harder. At one point, our neighbors were tired of the headboard slamming against the wall while she screamed out my name, so they banged on the wall. She broke into hysterical laughter, but I didn't slow down or stop. I alternated between pulling her hair, slapping her ass, and massaging her breasts. When I knew I wouldn't last much longer, I finally gave her the one thing she'd asked for that I'd withheld. She'd attempted it herself, but I stopped her. I massaged her clit and sent an orgasm rolling through her body. Harder, she begged on a shallow breath as she collapsed further into the mattress. She was tired, our marathon was ending, but not before she got what she requested. As soon as her orgasm released, I finished with her name on my lips as I gently bit her shoulder. Then I collapsed over her. We were both coated in sweat, our skin stuck together as I raised off her. Screw the five-mile runs and hour-long circuits at the gym. She was officially my favorite workout. I wanted to wrap my arms around her, pull her to my chest, and fall asleep. But I knew I'd never sleep if I didn't rinse off in the shower. I'll be right back, I whispered before sweetly kissing her. Don't fall asleep. After turning the water on in the shower, I tossed the condom in the trash before walking into the bedroom. I lifted her into my arms. She gently pushed against my shoulders. Put me down. You can't carry me. I'm too big. Bullshit. You're perfect. You were every naughty fantasy I've ever had. Curvy hips and thick thighs, plus gorgeous breasts that are a perfect handful. You were made for me. My top half is too small for my bottom half. Or maybe my bottom half is too large. I stepped into the walk-in shower, pulled the door shut, then pinned her against the wall. Lily, you're gorgeous. 
She was half asleep in my arms when we entered the shower. But as soon as I finished my statement, she wrapped her legs around my waist and guided me closer. Kiss me. I've never been kissed the way you kiss me. More tomorrow before we check out, but the rest of the night? Kissing, please. Can I take you to brunch or lunch or something tomorrow? She draped her arms over my shoulders and pressed her chest against mine. I don't have anywhere I have to be tomorrow, so I'll take as much of your day as you'll give me. You can have all of it. I'm assuming since you were doing rideshare, you live close. I'm about two hours away. I have appointments booked all week, but my weekend's free. Can I see you next weekend? I'd really like that. We spent almost half an hour kissing in the shower before I finally set her down, washed, and rinsed. I stepped out of the shower to give her a few minutes to herself. After putting on sleep pants, I left a shirt for her on the sink counter. Then I picked up our trail of discarded clothes and hung her dress in the closet before crawling into bed. I patted the spot on the bed next to me when she entered the room. You look good in my shirt. As soon as she was next to me, I pulled the blankets over us and wrapped my arms around her. She was asleep within ten minutes. I fought sleep so I could enjoy the feel of her in my arms and her breath running down my chest as she used me as a pillow. I lost the battle to sleep about an hour later. Chapter 4 Lily Roger and I spent the morning and early afternoon in bed, checking off three positions I'd always wanted to experience and revisiting everything from the night before. I was exhausted and in desperate need of hydration and food. We showered together and changed before heading out. I took him up on the offer to keep his solid black t-shirt. I wore it over the dress from the night before to give it a more casual daytime look. After checking out of the hotel, we dropped his bag and my jacket in his car. Then we walked to the restaurant on the corner for lunch. We spent the better part of the afternoon strolling through the park a few blocks away. We shared ice cream from a local shop. I knew I was stalling on going home. Part of me was considering just calling a friend. I wasn't quite ready to let him know where I lived because I was afraid he'd never want to see me again. It was close to five by the time we walked back to the car. He opened the navigation. Put your address in, sweetheart. As we got closer to the destination, he slowed and looked around. Why are we at LSU? I quietly admitted, I live in the dorms. His eyes blinked rapidly. Dorms? Yeah, I'm a sophomore. Lily, how old are you? Sophomore makes me think 19 or 20. I dropped my eyes to my hands and twiddled my thumbs. It was my nervous habit. I just turned 20 a couple months ago. He pulled into the small parking lot. Babe, the venue is 21 and over. How'd you get in? I noticed he'd called me babe, not sweetheart, like he'd been calling me. 
Babe was a generic default for any girl. Sweetheart felt special. I don't drink, I just go for the music. Technically, it's the drinking under 21 that's illegal, not listening to music. When he didn't respond, I took his hand in mine. This doesn't have to change anything with us. We had fun, we have a ton in common, and we were great in bed together. Incredible. It was incredible. That doesn't change that I'm too old for you. I'm about to turn 32. You're almost 12 years younger than me. Not the seven or eight I expected. I pressed my lips to his hand. Age is just a number. He pulled his hand from mine and placed it on the steering wheel. Right, and most of the time it doesn't matter. But 20 and almost 32 is a significant difference because we're in completely different places in our lives. You're still in college. I finished school years ago. I'm not sure with our age difference we'd ever be on the same path. It's not fair to continue something if we know from the start our roads aren't leading to the same destination. This was what I'd feared. As soon as he knew my age, he wouldn't want me. I should have called a friend for a ride or gotten a car. We needed to know each other better for him to see we could be great together. I'd never connected with anyone as quickly as I had with him. No one had ever looked at me with desire in their eyes the way he did in the hotel last night. To everyone else, I'd been the nice, nerdy girl. He looked at me like I was something to cherish and worship. I wanted that. More than that, I wanted him. I'm not looking for a marriage proposal and to go ring shopping. That's never been my plan. He shook his head. I can't. It just doesn't feel right. I'm sorry. Tears ran down my cheeks. He brushed them away. I'm an ass for making you cry, but I'd be a bigger ass if I led you on when I knew this wasn't something that would work for me. Had I known last night, I never would have taken you to my room. I would have played fake boyfriend to get the creep away from you and even watched the concert with you. But I would have put you in a cab or rideshare and sent you home. Don't say that. Don't say that you regret being with me. That's not what I said and definitely not what I meant. I don't regret it. I just meant it wouldn't have happened if I had known your age. He put the car in reverse and pulled out of the parking lot. When we pulled up in front of my dorm, I leaned across the console. How old do I have to be? I'm not really sure. He wouldn't even look at me. That was the hardest part about this. He was staring out the front window instead of at me. He hadn't taken his eyes off me since I'd walked up to him at the bar. I'd even caught him watching me sleep early this morning. His voice trembled as he spoke. I feel lied to. Even though I never asked, you were in a venue that was 21 and over. I thought you were mid-twenties. That's an age difference I can handle because you'd at least be old enough to get into a bar and buy beer. Look at me, please. He turned his head, and I realized I wasn't the only one crying. The hurt I'd felt when he said it wasn't a good idea to continue this was nothing 
compared to the ache in my stomach and the pain in my chest I experienced watching him unsuccessfully try to hold back tears. When I went to the bar last night, I knew I was skirting a line. When I spent the night in his hotel room, I knew he thought I was at least 21, but I didn't realize it would actually hurt him to find out the truth. I pressed my lips to his and fought the urge to deepen the kiss or climb into his lap. When I pulled back, I wiped the tears from his cheeks. Meeting you wasn't part of my plan. I didn't realize you'd get hurt. I'm sorry. I'm finding you once I'm 21. He shook his head. Don't make promises you can't keep, Lily. A lot can change in a year. I dug in my purse and pulled out the business card I'd swiped from the bar last night. Ten months. I'll find you. I promise. How did you get that? Grabbed it when you left it for the bartender before the show started. He'd already put the appointment on his phone's calendar. He didn't need the reminder card. I already knew I wanted to see you again, and I needed to know where to find you. I pressed my lips to his one last time, then got out of the car. I stood on the top step and watched him drive away before going into my room and crying myself to sleep. Welcome back. Welcome back, lady listeners. So that was the first installment of Finding Forever by Jalen Autumn. That's J-L-I-N-N Autumn. And um, like we said before, make sure you go to the website, readmeromance.com, or check out the show notes where you're listening to your podcast right now. And we'll have all the links and good stuff down there. Don't forget to go. You can pre-order now if you want to on Choosing Forever. That's live this Friday. Also get the free book, Jenna's Monsters, and the current one she has for her newsletter called Rumors. If you go sign up for a newsletter, you can get that now. So, all right, that's it. We'll be back here on Thursday with the second installment. Tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read.